You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. I am recording this on March 31st. 2021. It'll be released on April 1st, 2021. That's important because that's obviously opening day. And the show is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is like an audio version of Discord. And it's important to note, guys, I will be going live on Locker Room tomorrow night during opening day. So the Nats play at 7.09 against the Mets. Uh, We will be having a Locker Room session open at at 7 o'clock and we'll go as long as people want to come hang out and watch the games, uh, games slash games, other games going on, obviously, um, and just have a conversation. We've had a couple so far, two locker room sessions, and both have gone really well. You guys have been awesome. It's been fun to talk to you guys. But, yeah, it'll be nice just a, a way to congregate and talk, um, You know, kind of like a, an audio version of a Zoom, right? Can't see faces, but uh, we'll be able to converse and talk, and there's a chat and everything. So I'm really looking forward to using the locker room app uh, tomorrow, and they're a sponsor of this show on the show today, we'll have an opening day preview, talk about some Nats news, some first pitch related things, and also let's take a look at that national schedule. You guys know last year, uh, for those of you who don't know, I broke up a schedule because of 60 games into chunks of 15. Kind of going to do that here. Uh, you kind of got to go, you know, three or four, four or five series at a time to preview uh, the block. So we'll kind of preview as the season goes along. We're going to preview this first chunk of the season about halfway through April for the Nationals on today's show and not previewing game to game, but just kind of looking at the specifics, what kind of pitching matchups we might we might see, and a whole lot more. Should be a fun show. Opening day is upon us, and it is time for us to celebrate. All right, let's get into it, everybody. I'm Josh Neighbors, once again, Locked on Nationals podcast. For those of you who are new, because I know there's a lot of you guys, Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And if you guys ever want to have any questions answered, if you guys have any questions about the podcast and stuff, uh, I usually follow back on the Locked On Nationals account and I follow back on my own as well. And I can answer those for you guys. We can actually have them you know, answered on the show as well. Uh, so we are now, I'm trying to check. This is episode number, uh, I believe, 216. Yeah, uh, 213, excuse me. This is episode number 213 of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Uh, I took over last January, as many of you guys know. So I've been on, on with Locked On for about 14 months now, 15 months. And um, I'm so glad we've got a full season. It's been a very challenging year. And this has been a great podcast. It's been very fun and dependable. And it's been growing. And I really want to thank you guys. And uh, we should enjoy baseball now because it is our reward for the long off season that we've had to endure. Long, you know, last year and a half that we ha- we've had to endure. And obviously last season, uh, there was some endurance needed from Nationals fans as well. All right, so guys, first piece of news we should talk about is that it is tradition that the President of the United States throws out the first pitch at Nationals games. Donald Trump did not do that in 2019, which I, honestly, I you know, didn't really mind. It's not really political. I'm just, it was great to see a guy like Dr. Anthony Fauci get a chance to throw out a first pitch, you know, kind of just being that symbol of the first responders and, and what those people have done for us. So having somebody who kind of represented that community was, uh, was important, I thought. This year, there's no news on who it's going to be, but I know President Joe Biden has turned that down, according to the White House. 
Um, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki made a statement saying, I know the president is eager to make it uh, to National Stadium. Many beautiful days, many beautiful baseball games ahead this spring. It's not on the president's schedule this week, but I certainly expect baseball fans will be hearing from him the next couple of days, Psaki said during the White House press briefing. Um, So the Nationals did invite him. He declined. It is important to note he is a Phillies fan, so I wouldn't be shocked if if Joe Biden went to a Nationals-Phillies game later on and threw out a first pitch there and actually stayed at the game, um, you know, I, I think maybe optically it's just better, you know, to see him, you know, uh, getting back to some normalcy, you know, going to a game, wearing a mask, kind of, you know, doing, having the normal aspects of American life, you know, doing, doing that kind of stuff, but also following the precautions. I'm sure we'll see him doing that in the near future. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely sure he'll probably do it at a Nats game. Uh, and I would expect that to be Nationals Phillies. And also, he's a pretty big sports fan, too. So I, I think uh, I, I would expect Joe Biden to be at the games pretty soon. No idea who's throwing out this first pitch at this game, obviously. But the game, we do know the deal, guys. It is Mets. It is Nats. It is at 7.05 or 7.09, whatever the hell it is. Uh, 7.09, I believe, is first pitch on uh, Thursday night. And this game, guys, um, you know, it's... It's something we should appreciate is the fact that we're going to get to see Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom now go head-to-head, you know, for maybe what could be the last time on opening day. These two guys have done, I think, last four or five years, three, four, five years, whatever it's been. Uh, The Nationals and Mets have gotten together, and those two guys, you know, two of the premier players in all of baseball, two of the premier, you know, not just pitchers, but players in all of baseball, locking horns, going head-to-head. And... uh, you know, we should appreciate that. I mean, you know, I think of Nat, you know, I think there's a good chance that Max does come back to the Nationals on a, on a shorter term deal just because if he pitches well this season, you know, he's had so much success here. He's been such a big part of the franchise. Uh, I think the Nationals need, obviously, need, uh, you know, that arm that's kind of the strength of the team. So, you know, I think that's where it's trending. But obviously, we have a long season to go and things could definitely change. Circumstances could change. So, Nationals fans should savor, you know, every start Max Scherzer makes because he was worth every single penny. Even if he didn't play this year, Max Scherzer was worth every single penny that the Nationals uh, they paid him. So, you know, enjoying guys like DeGrom and Scherzer. Obviously, you never know how long peaks last, but these two guys have had very long peaks. And um, for Scherzer, you know, getting up there in age, DeGrom kind of in that physical prime, right? That pitching prime. Enjoying these two guys locking horns is a critical part, uh, you know, of, of I think the experience tomorrow. So those two guys going head to head. A couple other storylines heading into this game. What's the Nationals lineup going to look like? Are the Washington Nationals going to hit Victor Robles as their leadoff man? Uh, is that what they're going to do? Is he going to hit ninth? Where are Trey and Juan going to be? How are they going to center the lineup around them? Where are we going to see the acquisitions of Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber? Where will those guys? hit in the order. Uh, if you guys were to ask me, Josh, throughout your opening day lineup, I would say I would have Trey Turner lead off. I would have Juan Soto hit in the two hole. I would have uh, either Kyle Schwarber or in this case, a right-handed pitcher. So we're gonna have Josh Bell out there. So either those two guys, three, four, I'd say probably Schwarber three, Josh Bell four at five. A uh, couple different ways you could go at five. And I think for the Nationals, kind of having some combination of Starlin Castro uh, at five, and then maybe a Josh Harrison at six, depending on how you want to set this up. But I would say, uh, let's go with Castro five, Harrison six. I'm going to hit in seventh, uh, Jan Gomes. I'm going to have the pitcher Max Scherzer hit eighth. 
And then I'm going to have Victor Robles hit ninth to help turn over that lineup. And maybe, you know, that kind of is, you know, hitting ninth, obviously, you could spin it a couple ways and say, oh, it's the back of the order. But also, too, I think saying, hey, Victor, we're depending on you to turn it over and get on base and give opportunities to Trey and Juan to drive in runs. I think that's where I would go. David Martinez, a much smarter baseball mind than I. But if you were to ask, you know, hey, Josh Neighbors, host Locked on Nationals podcast, what's that lineup that you're throwing out there on opening day? That is the lineup that I would throw out there. So once again, uh, that is from the Nationals perspective, kind of what we're looking for. And then from the, uh, and the also one more thing, Nationals front, bullpen availability. Um, you know, seeing what, what guys the Nats have to use. And we'll see. Uh, you know, the bullpen, we think it's Tanner Rainey. is going to be available. Will Harris not available. Wander Suero, Kyle Finnegan, Luis Avilon, Eric Fetty, Austin Voth, Hudson, and Brad Hand. I mean, those are the guys that we're expecting. So, uh, you know, it starts tomorrow about how they deploy them. And let's flip it. You know, the, the challenge they're going to get tomorrow from the, the New York Mets is a stiff one. Uh, this is a team that obviously, you know, made so many moves during the offseason. And we talked about it the other day on the Locked on Nationals podcast, the crossover I did with Dan Wilson, where we were power ranking the National League East lineups. We talked about how the Mets have the ability to almost set two lineups in there. So, you know, we kind of looked at it like this. Brandon Nemo, one. Lindor, two. Conforto, three. Alonzo, four. Uh, you know, let's just say Dom Smith, five. You can kind of reset and then go with a Jeff McNeil at six. Uh, you know, a, a J.D. Davis at seven, and then you can go, you know, towards the back end there with a James McCann at eight, right, with just how good the lineup is. You can almost feature, you know, it's almost like you're resetting, right? I'm not saying that's not lineup, you know, you want to have at the top, but the way it's constructed, I mean, James McCann's a pretty good hitting catcher, right? You know, J.D. Davis is a guy who's had a lot of success hitting with the, with the Mets, and he's been a guy they've hit in the front of their order. So those things uh, are something to watch. The Nats bull, or the Mets bullpen, rather, too. Something to watch, right? New faces, Trevor May. How will uh, Juris Familia look? You know, Dylan Batances, what does he have left? So this game is going to be very, you know, just a lot to look for. Uh, not reading in too much, obviously, but there is a lot to be excited about. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's take a look at the Nationals' upcoming schedule. And with that schedule, we'll kind of project about what they could do and what's kind of the target as they move forward into this 2021 season, a murderer's row in the beginning. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Locker Room, the first social media audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting the Locked On Nationals room. Usually guys will do it once a week, but... Once again, tomorrow night, we're going to do a live uh, listen-along, watch-along, you know, whatever you call it. Um, it. Whatever you're doing, you can join us on the Locker Room app. I'll tweet out the link and promote it to make sure you guys can find it and download the app. You should be able to find it if you guys follow me on there. It's the perfect place to start or join the conversation about any league you want. You'll find fans just like you in the Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reaction to big news and rumors. Go to download the free app right now. It's called Locker Room once again. It's currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Josh Neighbors on there. Uh, when my room goes live, it will notify you guys. So once again, go check out the Locker Room app right now. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. We'll let you guys know today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com 
is a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. They have all the parts that you would need for your car or truck, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So note, we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, let's talk about this national schedule coming up here for the first half of the month of April. So they have an absolute murderer's row uh, of teams. Before we get kind of get to that, let's talk about the pitching rotation. They have not announced how the order is going to go. If I, you know, I would assume it's going to be. They already said Scherzer will start, so obviously he's going on opening day. But Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Lester, and then I think Joe Ross. Here's the thing, though: they have a gap between their first and second games. They have that Friday off, uh, the weird gap, you know, after you play the first game. So they're going to have the chance to skip that spot in the order. So you basically they're going to go Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Lester, and then on April 6th when they play the Braves, I expect Max Scherzer to go in that game. So I wouldn't anticipate, um, you know, I wouldn't actually anticipate seeing the fifth spot in the rotation until much later on because uh, on April 8th they have another gap. So they could skip a spot in the rotation again if they wanted to, but I don't know if they would at that point. So um, we'll see. We will see how they handle that situation. But they've got two off days in the first uh, eight days of April, which is pretty frustrating in my opinion just because, you know, the season just starts and they've got stretches where they play, you know, 12 consecutive games. And, and so why are you breaking up a stretch of eight games uh, with, you know, two, you know, basically they're going to play two four-game blocks. It's just kind of weird to me how they're doing this. But nonetheless, uh, I digress. So I've mentioned this before too. A lot of day games for the Nationals. Um, after their night game, uh, the opening night against the Mets, they're going to have 405-105, 3405s against the Braves, and then 410 against the Dodgers, 910 because it's West Coast, and then 410 again. So they aren't playing many night games, and they're opening 12. They do have a couple against the Cardinals. All right, let's take a gander at this schedule here. So the Nationals line up with three against the Mets. This is in uh, D.C. They'll play three against the Braves in D.C., They've got three with the Dodgers in Los Angeles, and then they've got three with the Cardinals in St. Louis. Here's how things line up as the pitchers they'll be facing this weekend. It's DeGrom, P uh, Stroman, and then Peterson. I think that's an interesting combination. That's the projected pitching lineup uh, as well. So David Peterson kind of sliding to that three spot. That's the one you kind of look at and, and not scratch your head, but say, oh, that's, that's interesting. They, they like the way that he performed this weekend or over the course, rather, um, of the spring training. So the Nationals, you know, and here's the thing that opened up the season, guys. All of these teams, I've said, will be in a fight to win a division. The Mets and Braves, I believe, will battle it out in the National League East. Um, the Dodgers, you know, they're the presumptive favorites in the National League West. And then the NL Central, while the division could still be a bit open, a bit up for grabs, I still think the Cardinals are the best team in that division, especially making that Nolan Arenado move. Uh, to me, they still seem like the top dogs there. And the fact that the Nats have to play two of those teams on the road, it's going to be quite the challenge. And look, this will also be the Nationals' first visit to, uh, you know, to the Dodger Stadium since they beat the Dodgers back in the 2019 NLDS. Uh, also, following that, it'll be their first trip to St. Louis since beating the Cardinals in the 2016 or 2019 rather 
NLCS. So two places the Nats had a lot of success they will be returning to, which is a fun and interesting storyline to look at. But once again, I said this last year, or I said this all offseason, I'm going to say it again. The Nationals cannot start slow. They cannot do the 19-31 thing. It's not going to work this season in, a, in such a competitive National League. There is no way that you can take uh, such you know great steps backwards in the beginning and try to fight your way out of the hole when you know the competition is going to be so stout. And so for the Nationals in this beginning part of the season, it's not about you know going ten and four, you know whatever, you know, trying to start really red hot. Especially this tough of schedule, it's about maintaining through the first. 12 games, I'd say the Nationals' goal is to be a 500 baseball team. When you're playing the Mets three times, the Braves three times, the Dodgers three times, and then the Cardinals three times, yeah, that's kind of what you're aiming for. You're aiming for 500 against those good teams, and then you want to take advantage against the bad teams. And, you know, I would say these first six home games, if you can go four and two at home, that's an awesome start because typically, you know, teams are not as good on the road, and I expect them to probably go, you know, uh, two and four, three and three on the road. So if they can get Four and two uh, at home, and take you know, take both of these series two to one. That's obviously a great start. You know, obviously you can sweep one of those series and uh, you know go one and two in the other one. But four and two is kind of the projection. Look, I know the Nats. Their motto was go one and zero every single day. It's about taking it one game at a time. But I think it's worthwhile looking at this schedule in blocks because that second half of April. It's not easy, but it's a bit easy. It's a bit easier than what we're seeing. They got the Diamondbacks for four, the uh, the Cardinals at home for three. They've got three in New York with the Mets, two in Toronto with the Jays, and they start a series with the Marlins. So uh, you know that's that is a space where they could make up, you know uh, try to play pretty well and try to make up some ground, uh, or you know grab you know kind of get things going in the right trajectory, I guess you could say. But I would say at the beginning of the season, with this tough of a schedule, it's about holding serve and coming out strong, stronger than they have in the past because we know how difficult it has been at times for the Nationals to start fast. So kind of looking at uh, you know best-case scenario, I'd say, in that first 12 games, if they're 7-5, and 8-4, and four, I mean, you're over the moon happy. Uh, I would say more realistic, it's going to be around 5-7, and 6-6. Six and six. Uh, in my opinion, that's probably where they're going to fall, which is not bad uh, considering how tough that schedule is, uh, how tough that stretch is. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about some of the other things around opening day. Let's take a look at some of the lines, of this, or the, the odds, rather, for the awards this season from our friends at betonline.ag and kind of make some picks. I'll, I'll give you guys some of my uh, you know, predictions for awards, uh, which will be pretty fun, so we'll do that next. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is also brought to you by betonline.ag. You guys know the deal. Football season is long gone, but right now we are in the heart of basketball season for the NBA and college hoops. NHL is in full swing, and here comes baseball as well. Also, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also sponsored by the best protein bar out there right now, 
Built Bar. Guys, go to BuiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to receive 15% off on your next purchase at BuiltBar.com. And go check out their Twitter account right now, at Bar underscore Built. If you guys go there, you guys can vote on your favorite Built Bar. They're doing Built Bar Madness right now. They have a bracket set up, and you can go to Built Bar uh, on Twitter. It's at Bar underscore built and go vote for your favorite check back each day to uh to see who is winning and then you guys you know try to push your favorite built bar to the top now it's going to be difficult uh but with your help you can push your favorite built bar to the top once again go to builtbar.com today use that promo code locked 15 you'll receive 15 percent off on your next purchase all right guys so if you guys head over to betonline.ag right now They've got uh, player odds, player props for every single team. So let's look at some of the Nationals ones. Brad Hand over under 26.5 total saves. I, I, I don't know about this one. I'd stay away from it just because, um, you know, I like the fact that, that they could use him in different scenarios. They don't always have to use him in the ninth inning. I know he's a natural closer and they might go that route, but you don't have to do that. And especially because he is the only lefty in their bullpen, you can just kind of use him wherever you need him. So I would stay away from that one. John Lester over under eight wins. It's a fun one. Josh Bell, 28 and a half home runs. Really, you know, feeling yourself, take that over there. Josh Bell total RBI is 93 and a half. Juan Soto batting, batting average over under 303. I'm taking the over on that. You kidding me? Over, baby. Juan Soto total home runs is 37 and a half. I just take the under. There's no need, you know, to, but I'm not, I wouldn't bet on that. But still, uh, you know, he doesn't have to hit 38 home runs at least for him to hit 303. Juan Soto total RBI is 112 and a half. Kyle Schwarber total home runs 31 and a half. Kind of like the over there, actually, on that one. Uh, Kyle Schwarber total runs driven in 78 and a half. Max Scherzer total strikeouts uh, this season 232 and a half. Total wins 13 and a half. Corbin. Uh, 196 and a half for wins. It's 12.5. Let's see if there's any other interesting ones. Trey Turner over under 24 home runs. We'll see if he can hit some more pop. So that is an interesting one as well. And then let's head over to some of the MLB, uh, the futures that they have. So division futures, once again, the Washington Nationals have the third best odds in the National League East to win the division. They are plus 725. The Braves are plus 130. The Mets are plus 140. Phillies at plus 900. The Marlins are plus 3,300. So um, those are definitely ones that are worth checking out. Uh, you know, if you guys want to place a wager on those, the over-unders, those are always a lot of fun. Let's see if we can find ourselves some of the uh, MLB, the, uh, let's see. All right, so let's do Cy Young. So if you guys look right here, and then we'll just go National League for the sake of, you know, keeping it National League-centric. Right now, Jacob deGrom is your favorite at plus 300 to win the Cy Young. Darvish and Bauer at plus 900. Scherzer plus 1,100. There's some good value there, you know, if you think. I would say the real value you know, Steven Strasburg. I know he's coming off an injury, but plus 2,200. If he's the guy that we think he can be, you know, that he was towards the back end of 2019 and all throughout the season, really, uh, then I, I think that's a very good bet. It's surprising to me that he and Sixto Sanchez have the same odds. Uh, I would not I would not project that at all. Um, most valuable player in the National League. You guys looking at Juan Soto as your betting favorite at plus 650. I do like that bet. Mookie Betts plus 750. Cody Bellinger plus 750. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. plus 800. Ronald Acuna and Corey Seager are both plus 1,000. The rating MVP 
uh, Freddie Freeman is plus 1,200. Francisco Lindor, new addition to the division and the National League, is plus 1,200, just to give you guys some context. Then one more fun one. Uh, also, I, I roll with Juan Soto there for my MVP. It's not a homer pick. It's just saying, let's be honest, best hitter in baseball, TM. Regular season home runs. This is a fun one. Pete Alonso, plus 800. Mike Trout's plus 1,000. It's the entire league. Um, Ronald Acuna is plus 1,200. Aaron Judge, plus 1,200 well. I can tell you I would not take Aaron Judge because you can't trust him to play. Even if he did get it, I'd, just, I'd be shocked because we don't know, uh, you know how often we're going to get that guy uh, playing. Cody Bellinger, plus 1,600, is an interesting long shot. Giancarlo, kind of the same thing as Judge. Don't trust him to stay out there. Matt Olson at plus 2,000 is interesting. Machado, plus 2,500. Jorge Soler is also plus 2,500. Trevor Story is plus 2,800. And I don't think they have any other uh, nationals on this list. Kyle Schwarber is plus 4,000. So there you go. If you guys want to get on that, plus 4,000 for uh, Kyle Schwarber. He and uh, Juan are the only two nationals on this list. And, and Juan is the, the third best odds. Uh, I, I wouldn't go with Juan in this situation. But still, uh, you know, Pete Alonso plus 800 if you want to have some fun. Those are the lines there. Guys, once again, check them out at betonline.ag. And as we wrap up, hope I see you guys tomorrow night in the locker room app, 7 o'clock. I will be starting, and we'll be on for a while, probably over an hour or two. You know, might even stay on for most of the game if we're having a good time. Download the Locker Room app. Check us out there. Uh, We'll be starting the show at 7. Make sure you guys follow me on the Locker Room app, and then you guys will get a notification when we go live, and we'll have some fun. Opening day is upon us, everybody. It is a pleasure to be here. And until next time I talk to you all, please stay safe. 